Welcome to Alter Your Comic Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. And this week, we're trying something new, folks. Uh, we're talking about... when we're not supposed to? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> nothing new on that one. <laughs> we talked about it last week, and we decided, hey, since Saga is officially coming back, let's do a deep dive. Wait, what? Um, so I want to start off saying, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And not talking about the spoilers on your cars. I'm talking about spoilers of, like, we're going to reveal things that are mm. already been out of, you know, it's been in print for quite a while. Sure, but, I mean, it, the, for the people that are getting on, do you know the Saga bandwagon now? Because they should, because we're getting a startup again with the uh, story. Is that in January? January. We don't know when, what week yet, but the, the Saga and Single Issues is coming back. The seventh week of January. In January of 2022. Because this is 2021, and it just feels weird to say that, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we are a fifth of the way through the century. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> Saga is a highly renowned Academy-winning blah, blah, blah series written by Brian K. Vaughn. The art is by Fiona Staples. Um, I love the series. Jared loves the series. Adrian is just getting into the book because he hasn't read it yet, so we're making him read it. And that's fine. So he is going at it from a similar angle that most of you that have not read it are going at. So we have the whole spectrum, really. I'm everyone one of them. I'm everyone one that of has read it, and everyone that has not read it. So, yeah. Um, so we're talking about Saga Volume 1, entitled Saga Volume 1. <laughs> it's not that, not that complicated, folks. Uh, contains the first six issues, issues one through six. Um Overall feelings on this series, or on this volume, guys? What do you think? It does in. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I hand you this volume and you just read it, what do you, what's your, just your overall big picture from this? Oh, I think I think it's really good. It tells a very, very... It's unique. It's very unique, but it's very... It's not the most exciting. Relatable. It's not the most exciting, sense. but I want to see what's worth going. Yes. Um, basically, it kind of starts out with the birth of a child, who you find out is the narrator of the story. Yeah, the the very first very first page, very first panel, zoom in on this woman's face. Yeah. Am I pooping? Wait, what? Yeah, that's the first panel, and you're like, okay. So, just, you know, look at the next panel and the next page, and it's, oh, she's giving birth right now, and she doesn't want to, you know. Defecate all, in, all over oh. her husband's face. Right. So, uh, Fun fact, uh, do not defecate on your spouse's face, the more you know. Do, 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 do. Thank you for that tidbit. Yeah. I will uh, make sure to jot that down so I don't forget that. Yes, it's a, it's a very important <laughs> thing to do or not to do. Anyway, <laughs> Adrian, what was your initial impression when you finished reading the first volume? Uh, no offense to Fiona Staples. I can't stand the art. However, that being said, I love the story. I love the story of two people getting together removing themselves from their past lives and running away from all of the craziness. It's Romeo and Juliet if they didn't die immediately. They're from two warring races, two warring families that I mean they're forbidden love. That's an oversimplification, but yes. I mean everything's everything comes down to Shakespeare eventually if you <clears throat> dig if you dig deep enough. Sure. There are aspects about the art that I really do enjoy. Uh, the daughter they're going to have, or the daughter they do have, uh, spoiler alert, she's still alive at least long enough to be writing this, right? She's telling it to somebody. She's telling it to somebody. And I, I love that art. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it in, uh, the, the me you love in the dark with the music, right? Yeah. It's kind of similar like that. It's a unique kind of way of someone else telling the story. Uh, in a way that we're just not used to. It almost looks like a child actually is writing, like someone that is not the most literate person in the world, that is not the best handwriting. Like, no, they learned on their own, sure. and this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Almost like a whimsical story. Like, cause the lines aren't straight. They're not even, like, even at an angle together. They are very swoopy, the words are. For me, the whimsical part of the book is what's throwing me. That's the part I don't like. Um, Half-Naked Lady, who's a spider. With seven million eyes, right? Okay. Kind of weird. And more than eight arms, too. Yeah, there's definitely And no arms. Like, there's no arms on the upper torso, right? So, okay, fine. Then the lady who um, has the unicorn horn. It's like, and you're wearing a suit? Okay. It's kind of... It's a little too off the wall for me. However, 
the story in of itself, if it was read to me because I can't see this, I'm blind, I'd be okay with the story. Yeah, and I think if it was more, like, it, it does have magical elements. And I'm not big on magic. I think I always thought magic was a writer's crutch, you could mm-hmm. say, because, mm-hmm. oh, here's a problem. Let me use magic to fix it. You Ta-da. know, it's I, I never really liked stories with a whole lot of magic in it. Um, that being said, I do like this story. But it's the story itself. I, I'm, this book does have faults in areas, but it not in faults like I don't like magic. You know, if you like magic, then this would be great for you. You sure. know, it's not a fault in the story or anything of your, itself. It's just your personal preference of what you like. If you like sci-fi, you're probably going to like this too. Yes, <coughs> I think Agreed. this is a good hybrid too. Where it's, it is, it's magic in a world where there is still technology. It's right. not all just magic. It's not like D and D where it's magic or nothing. Right. There's like, no, a there's a blend. There's one of them was uh, ta- lo- using his cell phone and like downloading apps and stuff like that. You know, it's very. Very tech savvy. Yeah. At the same time of being ma- based with magic. So going back, uh, the main story follows these th- mostly three characters: the mom and the dad and the child. The mom is Alana, the dad is Marco, and the child is Hazel. Right, and I don't. Uh, they say the f- the races of the characters later on. Yes, there's the um, wings, which is uh, the mom's Alana's. Family, yes. Versus the Moonies, which is the dad Marco. He's got like goat horns or ram horns type yeah. thing. But now, uh, I... the dad is more based in the magic realm, yes. it seems, and the mom is based in more of this science realm. Correct. So, and the baby is a hybrid because it looks like the baby's going to have the horns and the wings. Correct. Um, one thing that I think is really cool that overall this whole world that they're setting up very quickly is like hey you know they're from warring you know they're warring races however i forgot and i just didn't realize they're not just like oh we're for the moonies you're the people from uh landfall it's like no no landfall and the uh wreath the people the people on the moon that's the moon of that planet they're right. not even like Oh, you're from all the way over there. No, we are neighbors, but this war has gone intergalactic right. where they have everyone, they're fighting on everywhere except for their home planets. Really. Right. And that's because if they're going to have these full scale battles, they're basically going to destroy their home world. So they go to other planets to do these battles they, instead of. They decide you know, instead of us warring with each other directly, let's war over there. So, like, exactly. My stuff's cool. Your stuff's cool. We'll just make everyone else fight. Exactly. Talk so. about agreeing to disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> hey, we want to fight because of, we don't even know why. They even said, we don't know why we're fighting. Like, they we just, just do. We've always been fighting yeah. because that's what we always have. And we're not even fighting on our own home worlds anymore, our home world and planet anymore. We're yep. fighting on this other, what they say, like, piece of mud that's out, you know, by an old dying star. Mm-hmm. So, But they, the parents who now have the child are, you know, opposite factions of this war. But they come together, get married, have a child, and they're basically uh, soldiers that who deserted. They want to live a peaceful life and everything like that. And now they've got the – it's basically going to be both sides of the war coming after them. Um, for different reasons. For different reasons. Like one of them is the they want to political say... ramifications right. of um, they don't want everyone finding out that – Two opposing sides found peace, found love, and had a child together because it could demoralize their troops. And I, I think they even said they shouldn't even they the the science wasn't behind that they could even conceive. Conceive. They yeah. said that right? they have, other people have tried, but the at best the offspring live like a month, maybe a year tops, mm-hmm. and that's it. And they die. Like, oh, this should not be physically possible for someone to grow up and you know for them to reproduce everything. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. How they're like, oh, we're keeping the war machine going because that's what our economy is based off of is just the war machine. If we yep. ever stop, everything is going to fall apart. So if we stop fighting, then, well, what are we, you know, what does all this money go and everything? Because there are bounty hunters. There are uh, mercenaries. They're like, we're funding plus just regular soldiers, too. Like, yep. Where will all that go? We have to keep going because we can't not do this. Right. So, but they're on the run. I mean, even as she's giving birth, they're on the run from uh, – a group of soldiers who are trying to track them down, you know, and execute them. And I'm sure they're once they would find out, they would have executed the child too, but they were able to escape. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that like 
the father, he was the one that started this. He like he was he was the best soldier that his race had ever had, right? Like, of this current crop of everybody. And he said, you know what? No, I'm done. Yeah. Like not like I'm just done fighting. Like I'm done with any active aggression. I'm going full pacifist. Yep. I surrender. He got captured. And then the mom, Alana, she was his guard. Yeah. I mean, she had a bad reputation of not necessarily following orders and then really not following orders of helping him escape. But like that's cool to see that he decided, no, no, I'm done. Like you know, there's a, there is another way other than just fighting just for the sake of fighting. And he has this whole vow of pacifism, which <laughs> he immediately breaks in this, yeah, this series. It, like, yeah. issue, it was like, but it also three. shows later on in the series why he broke his vow and how good of a soldier he really was. Because his blood loss that he had. Yeah. I mean, I mean he went, his which, wife had gotten shot towards the end of the book and he went full berserker mode, mm-hmm. but she just got clipped in the arm. It wasn't, you know... Right. Because she was holding the baby at the time, too. And I think he thought they were both gone and he went into a rage. Yeah. And Prince Robot, he's there. I mean, it was just yep. going to issue one. Like, uh, I remember when we first got the single issues in, I remember handing it to someone like, oh, you know, we're doing a double your money back guarantee. If you don't like it, we will double the money you spent on buying this book to get, you know, store credit bring it back. Only one person brought it, brought it back. And it did, probably didn't help that, like, when I handed it to him, like, here, look, take a look at this. He splashed, he opened it to the middle staple page, like, it was a splash page of Prince Robot going at it with his wife, like, sexually. Inter- was it his wife? It. I, I kind of assumed it was a mistress or something. I'm pretty sure it was his wife. Okay, I mm-hmm. must have missed that's that. That's the way I interpreted it as his mm-hmm. wife, at least. And, like, I was like, oh, that's probably not the best first page to open. Like, that's a, you got to ease into that with yes. this. So. They, the robots they have like tv heads pretty much they're full-on humans with except for the head is like old tube tv style yeah like not even like flat screens no they're they're the tube tvs yep and every once in a while if they lose concentration or something i don't know it's not really sure like they have a weird image almost like a motion or something like yeah it's something that just flashes onto their screen like oh crap uh sorry about that and whatever but the takeaway line i had from the first issue was the very last bit that Hazel was writing. Uh, but thanks to these two, at least I get to grow old. Like, oh, that's that's some heavy foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, at least I get to grow old. Well, who 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 doesn't who doesn't? Because it's of like his mom and or her mom and her dad kissing, like while holding her as a baby. Like, oh, this you're foreshadowing some yeah. some bad stuff is going to happen here. So, but they did get some help along the way, sort of the when. Um, Alana was giving birth to Hazel. Uh, they were kind of in a garage that where he paid off the garage owner, but the ga- garage owner betrayed him. Right. But he used the money he betrayed him with to get a map to a rocket ship that they're now kind of questing to get off the planet. Which I still I don't think that he's still a good guy because no, like, no, I still sold you out. At all. But since since I'm dying now because I got caught in the crossfire, well at least this can go to some good use. Like, right. Oh, like I appreciate you, you know, making the attempt. You know, when you're dying, but also a little you're too little too late, bud. Like, yeah, you could have. I don't know. It just right, but that kind of sets them on their quest to go find the rocket ship that they're of, able to get off the planet because this they're mythical on, rocket. Ship. Yeah, this like mythical it's a rocket. It's a tra- rocket ship forest. I yeah, think is what it's called. Yep, but uh, their their uh, uh, opposing armies are on that planet waging war as this is all going on and destroying everything too. yes like they definitely show like it was like issue three or four where like oh they're just burning laying yeah. waste like who cares this is because again it's not our planet we don't care right like, well it's the natives plants who cares we'll kill them all doesn't matter we'll, we got our own war to do which they address what happens to the native population yeah uh, spoiler alert it's not good nope not at all so, but uh, we do, it kind of cuts to, um, what's the bounty hunter's name? The the Will. The Will, thank you. Uh, the Will, he's going, uh, he was basically invited to this other character, the uh, lady with the unicorn mm-hmm. uh, horn on her head, uh, because she has a job for him, pretty much. And basically, it's to hunt them down and kill them both and bring the child back safely. So, he's... I can't tell through the first volume if he actually takes the job or not. Oh, he does. He definitely takes a job because I mean, they, they give him the business card, the right, all expenses paid card to do to do the job. Right, now he accepts he it. To, he does, he planet Sextillion. Yeah, yeah, which he, is about what you'd expect. 
Please but, tell me about this planet. But he does yeah. accept the offer, though. He says, "Yeah, sure, I'll you know I'll hunt down this person." Then all, all right, reason then why he goes he's, on vacation. Well, only reason much. why he does that is because he finds out he's not the, a he's not the only bounty hunter on it, and b his ex girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, the stock, she's on it too, and like she's already like nipping at the heels to get the job done. He's like, "Well, screw it, I might as well you know max out this card before it gets canceled." Yeah, so. pretty much. So, but I don't think he's actually going to do anything. And I don't remember if he does later on. It's where I'm going to have to catch back up, you know. That's it's the joy been of, a few years since I've read this that's stuff. That's the joy of rereading it, is you'll find out later. Right. So, but uh, they're able to, some of the magic in this universe, um, it takes a price to use it. So, like, they're tied up in some vines and something, and it's uh, the uh, Marco, who is able to wield the magic, says, you've got to tell me a secret. The magic requires a price and it's a disgusting secret yeah it's a bit of a gross secret so but and uh, it's not just like a and, lame secret no and, and, yeah and it's not like i don't want to give away spoilers i want to keep this as yeah. clean as possible this episode sure. so that's what i'm not going to say what the secret is right but uh that's how kind of they activate the magic and he's able to free them from vines that have tied them down mm-hmm. and then after he did that i was like really that was it it's like shut up like i it got the job done yeah it, it happened it is what it is it's fine let's move right. on so, but um, back to the robot king a little bit. He's uh, or prince or prince. prince yeah, um, you don't actually see the king. Yeah, you don't see the king. Um, he's basically tasked by the king to go hunt this these two down. So he's popping back up and he's starting to his own little quest of finding them. He's aligning himself with uh, uh, other soldiers. I'm not aligning himself. He's basically ordering them. You're coming with me. You know. And he's going to go track them down himself, along with the bounty hunters who are now after them. And basically any soldier that comes across them is going to try to uh, apprehend them. So they're all, they are on the run big time. Yeah, uh, it's definitely – so I like what his progress is very quickly. I think it was – was that issue two or three? Yeah, I'm bouncing around just when, a little bit. Uh, the will decides, okay, you know, <clears throat> talking to my ex-girlfriend in the stock, you know, what's going on? And all of a sudden, there's no more conversation going on, on the phone. Like, they're on a phone with phone call with each other. He's like, what's that gets you for? Yeah. He's like, uh, what, what what's going on here? Um, stock, you, you there? And then Prince Robot picks up the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, um, my bad. I killed her. It is what it is. We'll ha- you know, we'll send her remains and whatever to whatever address yeah. she tells to. And the stock is a, um, the spider creature mm-hmm. who has no arms and is pretty much naked. It's like a. She has arms. They're just underneath oh, her they're, torso. They're the, they are the, they're spider, the spider legs. legs. Yeah, they're the spider legs. I mean, okay, think of like a um, minotaur, but instead of a horse, it's a spider. Yeah, but no her arms. top torso has no arms. Right. So. But yeah. It, so Will's like, all right, Prince Robot, I'm going to kill you, but before I kill you, I'm going to kill every single person that you love. Right. So, like, that's kind of huge, especially yeah. when he just found out, like, hey, that sex we saw earlier, you're going to be a dad. So, yep. good on you. But, like, there's definitely going to be some drama going on with that. Like, oh, uh, it was like, screw this whole other contract. You know what? I accepted for that. I'm going after you. Yeah. So, but before the stall gets dusted at there at the end or a hole blown through her, um, she actually does track down Marco and Alana. Right. Uh, yeah. And he, uh, they don't realize who she is, and she's able to use a tongue knife thing. I don't know what it is. She it's, did like aliens, where yeah, the little little face came out of yeah. the mouth. So and he, she uh, stabs Marco in the shoulder, and he goes down. But uh, Alana uses her gun and points it at her own baby. Like I would rather kill this baby than give it to you, give it to you yeah. because it's not going to live long, and it's going to have a tortured life. So. Uh, but yeah, I, there's one line that I like how Hazel had of like, oh, uh, you know, the world is full of monsters. Sure. But some monsters are worse than others. What was it that she said about good help is uh, impossible to find? Uh, no, no, it is possible to find. It's just usually not very cheap. Right. And then follows up with saying, um, you know, rich kids, they have nannies. Everyone else, they have babysitters. Mm-hmm. I had I had the best babysitter or you know the best of the price which is the ghost of um isabel isabel Isabel, that's right who was a native that was on the planet that got blown up by a landmine from the warring doesn't she doesn't know who she doesn't even know who she's like 
Moonies or, you know, who wings don't care. I like, I think I like that character, that kind of Geppetto type character. I, I think she's, I'm assuming, I, I and I say this because I don't know, I haven't read this. I feel like if we continue to see her, that's going to be kind of what we get from her, like a Almost like a moral compass-ish. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, she basically is a compass in this, because she does navigate them like, hey. Mm-hmm. and Well, until they... Well, yeah. Uh, but she made a deal with them, like, saying, hey, you know, I will, you know, help you save Marco. He's dying. He needs snow for the magic spell, whatever. But in order to do so, let me bond my soul with her. Because to get off baby. the planet. Because it has to be someone that was born on the planet. Yep. And Alana and Marco, they were mm-hmm. born on their own home worlds. And, like, though she was born here, so I can actually bond to her. So Alana is like, crap, Marco's bleeding out. I want to save him. I can't do this by myself running you know, along the galaxy, especially with a child that's, you know, not even a week old. I I guess. So sure. they make the bond and I mean, everything seems to go well. Yeah. It won't go well when she comes out of the baby, though. Uh that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. That is it, I when mean, she yeah, I when she breaks when she breaks that bond. Right. Yes. Um, what is weird though is the, I do like the fact that like, well, but you can only come out at night. Well, how does that work in space though? Right. They even mentioned that. Well, which which sun which goes sun? down? Right. It, and she's like, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know. Like, yeah. I love that the throwaway like because they could see the reader like, well, what about this? What about that? And they even address like head on like, yeah, we don't know. It's magic. It is what it is. Let's just roll with it. Sure. So I did like how they like. All right. You're going to have questions. This is, it is what it is. Let's just go with it. Yeah. What I really like about both Elena and Marco is uh, they are not who you see on the cover. No. They on are the th- cover, they look heroic, you know, looking into the distance, into the future, and they're going to live life with this baby. He's going to destroy and protect everything. And, and it's like you get to talking to them and, you know, while he's injured, for example, he mumbles, you know, tell Gwendolyn I, I love her. And she's like, who? Who the heck is Gwendolyn? Right. You know, it's like, oh, I, I do like yeah. the back and forth between this newlywed young couple. It seems more normal, as it were. Yeah. Very comedic. Very serious. I, I, I do like that. They both can get super serious at the drop of a hat. When they need to. When they absolutely have to, yep. I mean, when the group of soldiers come after them and Marco's like, all right, I'm breaking this vow of nonviolence. Like, his, even his sword was chained to his sheath. So, like, this is truly simple. Right, this is, I'm not going to do this in violence ever again. It's going to stay there forever. Like, okay, it, it's, I, let's live or die at this point. I have to do this. Right. And he breaks that and he goes into berserker mode, getting ready to kill everybody. Then Alana, she pulls out her stun gun, zaps him. He's like, he's like, wait, what? He's like, no, no, we can't do this. We agreed. I love what he says. What would I do without you? Right. Yeah. You know, he thinks he said, thank you because I lost control of what I was doing. Right. And that was really cool to see that. Like I, I was out of my mind. You thank you for bringing me back to where I want to be, where we should be and keeping us, our morals where we, where they should be. I do like the sacrifice they make when, well, the sacrifice he makes so that the ship will go. So they find the treehouse forest. Right. Yeah. Or the rocket ship tree forest. And there has to be a, it's magic. It has a price again. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you have to give up something that is super valuable to him. He breaks his family sword that has been yep. passed down generations. It's the one he just used to annihilate all those soldiers with. I love uh, what he says. Um, you just took, or she says to him, you know, uh, you just took out a whole platoon with that thing. And he's like, exactly. When a man carries an instrument of violence, he'll always find the justification to use it. If we really want to escape this war, we have to stop bringing it with us. Yep. Like, that just sets the whole tone for the rest of the series. Well, yeah. between, like, that was it for Between me. that and the following line, I think after that, like, this was in your family. For You're my thousand, family now. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't care. Like, it's been in your family for a thousand generations, not just been in his family for right. a long time a thousand generations and he's like i don't care he breaks over his knee you're yeah. my family now you are yeah. the ultimate most important thing i don't care yep the buck stops here yep when he breaks it the uh doorway to the tree sh- rocket ship opens and they're able to enter i'm just looking at the back too and i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be a serious novel no jokes no nothing oh no this is kind of hilarious it had oh, some yeah. really funny parts oh, yeah it. it really did and it Warning, it'll have more. Yeah. Good. I mean, it'll have... For me, I can get past the art. I can get past the weird It's imagery. like Hawkeye. When I made you read Hawkeye. It, yeah. I don't know if that's 
how I would want this story told for this, but the story is so good. The things that weird me out, I can totally work past. Right? I, I think it'll grow a on you body with too. a TV. Like that doesn't make any sense. I think it'll grow on you whatever. Uh, eventually. Um, because one thing I respect with this series too is, you know, they've done when they were coming out in regulars before they did this three year hiatus, um, they would do six issues and then take like two months off. Mm-hmm. And Brian gave on like tweeted out and said, Hey, yeah, I could have someone else to do it, but no, this is our book. I'm not giving in just for the sake of capitalism for the machine. Sure. Like, no, I'm keeping my integrity where it should be for the story. And the story we want to tell is with me and with her as the artist. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, I mean, Which I fully respect. Interesting though, because you definitely can't get there. You can't get to that level without the capitalist machine. You right. Know, without, he has proven himself. No, we're doing this my way. And if you can't get on board with that, that's fine. I'll go to somebody else. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's probably how that conversation went. Which, I mean... But he couldn't have done that if this had been his first book. Right. And this is... An, and well, what helps is this is by Image Comics, too. Yeah. He owns He owns it. Or they they own the story. Yeah. There yeah. is no Marvel machine, DC, whatever. Like, no. We, we are the owners of this. We're doing this the way we want to. If you like it, wonderful. If you don't like it, we're doing what we want to do because this is our passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, so this series, this this series, this volume ends with them like, all right, uh, we're getting, we, we found the rocket ship. Uh, I love the even the ending of this one is a bit com- comedic, yeah, uh, because it's not something I was really thinking about. No, I wasn't expecting I it at all. Really wasn't expecting. I should have. They start taking off. The, the rocket ship takes off. It works out great. And then when Captain America shows up, I it was just that was awesome. Uh, no, just the the ending for volume one. Was just not what I expected, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. When you take into account, okay, we're in a universe where technology and magic live in harmony, quote unquote, maybe, sort of. And then these two people show up and it's like, oh, right. Barco's race does make sense. Onto the ship. I mean, exactly. They're going to go attacking them. And luckily they did show that earlier. Like, hey, we're getting magic, magic spiking readings. Like something magic is about to happen. So right. they, it wasn't like out of the blue, like, oh, wait, you can teleport now? Like, no, no, we've already seen this. They've already mm-hmm. established right. that. Like, okay, so they easily they let, the, let the seeds at the beginning, and then, oh, then it's a callback. Here it is again. At that point, so when this happens in the end of the book, like, yeah, I fully accept it. Like, yeah. sure, why mm-hmm. not? Why wouldn't that happen? Right. So, but that is the first volume of Saga, folks. Um, we broke down a lot. We skipped over a lot because... You should read it. For six issues. And if you've already read it, you should read it again. There's a lot of content in there. And honestly, I read these pretty fast. Like, it was not a heavy read, but it was was captivating for one for me. And two, like, just, it was light enough that I could read a small, not a huge amount of dialogue. It was the, it was the appropriate amount. It told me what was going on. There's a couple scenes like, oh, I don't necessarily need to know that, but whatever. Um, Like the interrogation scene. Yeah. "Eh, It's not critical. It doesn't do anything for me, but whatever. It's fine. With the the horned guy? Yeah. Yeah. With the rhino guy? Like, eh, it's okay. I think it does do a good job of setting up that somebody's about to do some sort of investigating. And it does tell the audience, this isn't just a runaway story. There's going to be a, a mystery that's right. going to get unfolded before your eyes. Yeah. Well, I think it shows that Prince Robot isn't just a spoiled prince. Like, no, no he puts in the work. Yeah. Like, he will hunt stuff down and um, he's... Like one of the things he was interrogating the person, like, okay, you know, what before they escaped, you know, you know, you were the roommate to this guy. What were they talking about? What were they right. doing? Like, oh, you were reading books. What books were you reading? Like, trying to get any sort of insight yeah. to the mind of them. Very intelligent. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that he's going the extra mile because he needs to. Yep. So, really good. I. This is one of the reasons why I love the series so much because there is this zany, wacky, weird stuff. I saw you flipped through the book on the, the front page of Planet Sextillion, the women with the face heads and nothing but legs. Like, right. that's super weird and bizarre. Yeah. So, like, I think that's definitely the comedy aspect to it. But then there's the emotional, like, oh, the family aspect, the whole, you know, this is bigger than just the two of us aspect. Like, everything. It just... It goes very well together. I love when Isabel tells Elena how to burp the baby. Yeah. It's like... I'm not going to listen to a ghost. And then she does what she says, and it worked. She was like, you were an only child, weren't you? Like, she could tell, too. Like, mm, you're the spoiled kid. And she's like, hey, I'm the oldest of seven. I had to do this myself before yep. I died. So what of it? But yeah, it's I thoroughly enjoy it. 
Um, I know we talked a lot, a whole lot. I know Adrian asked if we're going too deep or not. At least we know what we're going to do for next time. Yeah. Where to we'll summarize we'll, it a little bit. We'll more. figure out how we go. So, and this is the first one we've done this way. So, right. So, moving on from Saga Volume 1, again, next week we're going to be talking about Saga Volume 2, because, again, the series comes back in January, I'm, we're super excited for it. Um, so, if you want to stay up on this and get and know what we're talking about, then hey, maybe you should pick up Volume 2 and read it. So hey, pick up Volume 2. Where can they get Volume 2? At Alter Ego Comics. What? I know, right? Uh, or your other local comic shop if you are not local and listening to this, but you should still order from us. You could because still you order because we could ship it to whoever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So moving on from that, uh, let's talk about the other theme for this week, and that is comic books that were not originally comic books, stuff that was either TV, movies, books, video games, whatever that was not originally comic books that are, have had another life or continued life within the comic book world. Uh, Jared, what is one that you think of when I mentioned that subject? Uh, one of them that I actually really enjoyed was um, Supernatural Origins. It was a six-issue miniseries, I believe, but um, it was a continuation of the show Supernatural, which had Sam and Dean Winchester fighting you know, monsters, all sorts of things, had the Monster of the Week type of show. That went but like that, 11 million seasons, didn't it? Yeah, it went so it? long, but it did finally end... Last, Last year, year, I think. Oh, I don't know. Cow. Something like that. It was like 13, 14 seasons. Yeah, it was it oh, was a long show. How about I'll pull it up while you keep talking so, about the books. But uh, uh, Supernatural Origin, it was basically the origin story of how their father, John Winchester, became a hunter, taught them everything they know about hunting and everything like that. Um, it was a very good story. It's one that I think you should pick up and... It was a lot of fun. 15 you... seasons. <laughs> wow. Can Started I... in 2005, ended in 2020. Jeez. Wow. That's awesome. Just like 15 seasons, that's a lot. But when you put it in lot. comparison by time of mm-hmm. 2005, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2020. That's a lot. That's awesome. So, uh, Can I read that without having watched the show? Yes. Because it's a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. It's It does a... I mean... It doesn't like give you a strong introduction to the characters of Sam and Dean and John because they're established in the show. But okay, John's the, you you find out right away. John's their dad. They're two brothers. There you go. That's and, and there's that's the wife the also, the wife slash mom. I don't who know was her name. dead during this story because it's how they're becoming hunters. So okay. she was already dead at that point. It was after the beginning of the pilot type thing. Cool. So it was a lot of fun. Really good. All right. Um, I'll jump in next because I can, because why not? Uh, I want to go with uh, Legend of Zelda. Like, <clears throat> so I grew up playing the games, you know, have enjoyed more of them than I didn't. Um, but they started doing some mangas of the, oh, which one was it? Shoot crap. Was Darn. it the Ocarina? Nope. The one after that? Uh, I th- no, it might be Ocarina, but I specifically remember the Twilight Princess books that was uh, after the Wii game, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, where the one with the wolf, with the, where Link would turn into the wolf, yeah, and it's like, oh, that was such a unique story. Like, I, I'm cool to see more of that world, and mm-hmm. I thought a pretty good jo- did a pretty good job of like more of because it wasn't just the game; it was more of that world as well. Mm-hmm. And I like where it's you know just when it is just a retelling of them, that's fine. I think it works better for other things like books that, as a retelling than a game. Like, oh, I already I don't want just the cutscenes as a book. I sure. want more than that. And I think for that game, uh, the the manga medium fits it really well. It does because I mean, with, with the way Wolf Link is drawn in the in, just in the game, like very it, it has like elongated an elongated face. It's like a dire wolf, so it's just a very okay. fantasy, yep. bigger than your average wolf thing. Like everything's accented bigger, and it works better within this book because he is a bigger wolf, and you can see the whole face, everything, and it just it, it. I don't know. It looks really cool, especially with the lines on the fur and everything. Mm-hmm. It works really. Well. It translates. He's got well. like a like a face tattoo or something when he's in wolf form, right? There's like a diamond thing or something on his oh, forehead, okay, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. So he's vision. Uh. S- no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 
but there is that one they've done. I'm pretty sure they have done Twilight Princess. Oh no, that's Twilight. Um, Link to the Link to the Past or whatever. They've oh, done... that was that was an oldie. That yeah. was an oldie in uh, Nintendo Power. Right. Uh, they put like a little mini series comic. Uh, 95, 92, 90. It was the same whatever. with the Mario one too. The yep. Super Mario Brothers was mm-hmm. originally Nintendo Power, which again is okay. So it is very cheesy. It's super cheesy. It is very dated. However. It is for children, sure. and even children now, like they they would still probably find like I mean whatever it is what it is. So it's a it's it what is didn't the age well in it. it is the Mario Brothers cartoon as a comic book is basically the same style. How if you remember the cartoon that they did, that was awful. Oh, it was terrible. I didn't like it then when I was a kid. Yeah, but it, for me, it works for the nostalgia of like the cheesy factor. Like okay, the show, yeah, that doesn't work, but as a book. All right, I you know sure, sure. fine. It, it's that cheesy nostalgia that works pretty well. Okay, what's on your list, Adrian? Uh, I was always a fan of Transformers. Uh, I loved the toys. I, I I still have some of them. Even my own uh, son, he plays with some of the the ones that you know got taken to the bath, got played outside with. You know, I did not keep these. As I quote unquote should have, you know, you played no, with them. No, I, you, you did keep them as they should have. They were toys. They were toys. Exactly. They are meant they to be toys. played with. Well, I'm talking about the people out there. Um, those people. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> played with. They were awesome. Uh, and I absolutely loved the comic until I stopped liking the comic. You loved it until you didn't. Exactly. Um, and it was it was cheesy. It was it was. Meant for young kids. Yeah. It wasn't anything meant to be. I think I think part of our problem today is we take some of our graphic novels way too seriously. We take any story way too seriously. However, I'd like to interject the Star Trek Transformers. That was fun. They did the fun crossover like, oh, it's not. they're not taking themselves too serious. Oh, like, okay. oh we're having some fun with this. Like, all right. Okay. No, what, no. Yeah, what if Transformers I, I, lived in the world of Star Trek? Why are we doing this? Why not? Sure. Yeah. And let's have fun with it. They have okay. fun with the Green Lantern Star Trek crossover too. Right. Any sort of the yeah. IP crossovers. Like, okay, that's that's the best part of comics. Like, okay, yeah. what you know, how many times have we talked about in, you know, hypothetical, like, oh, what if, you know, Batman fought, you know, Iron Man or sure. whatever? Well, what if uh They Planet, had a Disney what if, Plus show. What if Planet of the Apes <laughs> crossed over with King Kong? They did that. They, they did do that, yes. Yeah, right. Because yeah. of all well, that's what's that like it is so ridiculous. Like, all right, what's how can we draw the comparisons? Sure. What if they did Transformers with My Little Pony? They did that too. They did that. Yep. So Love when, in disguise, robots in disguise, robots in some, something like, like that. Yeah. Friendship in disguise. I think it might have been friendship in disguise. Yeah. So, but when did this? When did they really start the Transformers comics? In the eighties, also. It was the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Back when I Marvel so. still had them. Um, I mean, and they continue doing them off and on now. I mean, even just sure by other themselves. publishers, uh, and they're okay. They're good. Uh, and it might be one of those things like, don't change the thing that I grew up with. It, There's definitely a little bit of that on some levels. And on other levels, it's like, that was really good. Yeah. I really like how you changed this thing and that thing or whatever. Um, or they, I know I really like the, the Netflix show and how they brought back Beast Wars. I was like, I don't like it. I don't accept it. But it's a really good. Well, I think everyone has their own generation of Transformers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I, I, when I was growing up, I didn't watch the first series. I was like, Ugh, whatever. I watched Transformers Armada, which I know originals like what all the crap are minicons <laughs> versus me as a kid. Like, that's cool. You had the sure. little Transformers that made your Transformers right. bigger and more powerful. That's cool. Right. right. So everyone has their own generation of them. Mm-hmm. And same with Ninja Turtles, too. Like, everyone has their own like, oh, sure. that's awful. This is good. Whatever. And... When you say, that's awful, how can anyone like that? Well, that's kind of a jerk move, because you don't you watch what is available for you at the time. So if you grew up on it, great. If you didn't, and you came too old and jaded, you can't watch the new stuff, then that's not for you. That's fine, too. Sure. Right. Don't yuck someone else's You weren't young. supposed right. to. And they're made for kids. Right. right. You weren't that's supposed thing, to keep watching it into adulthood. made for you. No. Well, kids in the 80s are different than kids in 2020. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's Stop. crazy. So, what? like. Yes, things have changed, and that's okay. Now, there are some things you can say, mm, that's a little... Uh, what was the, the girl Ninja Turtle that came out? She was blue, too. Uh, and Gen- I think she Jenica. had... Jenica. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, remember people were like, wait, where the heck did she come from? 
Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, if you're reading the current series, that'll tell you where. I mean, okay. but I don't. I didn't. So I don't, yeah, I don't I care. Did. I don't care. Uh, there was a. I don't know if it's still on or not, but one of the more recent, if not the most recent, uh, Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, for me, I just it's that CG it style. But like each cute. turtle had different like body style. Like one was real big and bulky. One was a little tiny. It was like an, almost an anime style, and it was just like that's not Ninja Turtles for me. Like no. But and if that's you like okay. it, but I don't need to watch Nickelodeon. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So it's you. fine. Grow up. Yeah. Right. I mean, if some other kid loves it, then great. If that kid's kid... having a good time. Don't, right. Don't. And here's the cool thing. Most times when the kids get the new, the new show now and we have them watch the stuff we watched, they're like, what the heck is that? Or when it's really cool, they say, that is amazing. Why am I watching this? What, what oh, do sure. they do to that? Yeah. Like, right. I've heard several stories where kids, people are like, yeah, my kids started watching like uh, I know one in particular is talking like, yeah, my kid watched, you know, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. She loves it, the current stuff. And he's like, as a diehard fan, it kind of hurts. It kind of kills me inside a little bit, but that's okay. It's what makes her happy. Yep. And then right I know, there. and the, the dad was like, doesn't matter because then I'll let him watch all that. And then I'll show all my stuff and she'll fall in love with mine even more. So she'll then she'll say, what is this current crap? That old stuff is better. Right. So like, that's the better. And like, that's oh. how my son is with Transformers. We've watched uh, some of the old Gen 1 stuff from the 80s, and he's like, this is awesome. Yeah. Did you show him the movie yet? Uh, yeah. When Optimus dies? <laughs> yeah. Moving on. I imagine that, on. Went over well. I mean, that went over well. Uh, no, you know, and he does really well. They both do kind of pretty well with that kind of stuff. The more uh, fantastical something is, um, they can they can work things out a little bit better. Um, we even just watched Secondhand Lines the other day. And spoiler alert, the movie opens with the two fathers kind of dead. The adopted uh, fathers of of Haley Joel Osment. And uh, she was like crying, but like that happy cry. Like, oh, they really did live, you know. So they can, they 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 handle stuff pretty okay. All right, real quick. What are some shows and movies that traumatized child turn by deaths immediately away? Frack. We got Bambi. We got oh, screw Bambi. Uh, Old, up Old the movie Yeller. Up. Oh my gosh, Up! I just watched that like for the first time when it first came out a few years ago, and I'm like, <sighs> oh, and they lost a baby. Like yeah, like um, no, why I don't. I don't need my no. Finding Nemo loses the mom immediately. Oh also, my God. like that's a Disney thing. Like hey, trauma. Uh, uh, oh, Lion King. Oh, you you love yeah. lions? Well, watch watch his father die. Like oh, that's great. <laughs> Yay, Disney for making children sad and traumatized from a very young age. Oh my and then singing happy songs like Akuna Matata. Right. It doesn't matter. It's it's fine. Darth Vader died before. It's fine. So, yeah, Transformers. Transformers. Uh, Jared, what else is on your list? Uh, just kind of go through a couple uh, key points that I wanted to point out. Um, Godzilla. Some of the Godzilla comics are exactly what you'd expect them to be. Not Don't. a lot of dialogue on some of sure. them. Godzilla versus but, Kong happened in comics first. Yeah. Before the movie. Yep. But there's a lot of good, you know, city destruction and uh uh, humans trying to stop Godzilla from killing their cities or Godzilla saving the cities from other monsters. So, you know, it's exactly what you'd think. Big no, kaiju that's, that's like my that. city to destroy. That's Back right. off. That's right. <laughs> that's not but, my uh, Tokyo. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of good continuations like um, Serenity and Firefly. Mm -hmm. um, so that was next to my list was yeah, Firefly. I'll let you go with that one then. Um, I wanted to point out that Harley Quinn debuted in Batman the Animated Series before sure she debuted in... Uh, the comics. Mm -hmm. And we we're asking Mark yesterday, like, hey, what other characters can you think of that debuted in other than, you know, comic comics that are in comics later? And he's like, Harley, that's the only one that we can think of that was yeah. big. And, and it was a literally a minute long conversation. It wasn't. Right. We weren't sitting there brainstorming. We were just passing through. and Yeah. It's funny because it seems like those lines kind of get blurred together. Well, which did come first, the chicken or the egg, you know? Which came first, the comic Harley or the yeah. animated series? Because I'd seen her in the animated series, but I'd seen her in the comic book. Which one came from? I don't know. Yeah. So the series. You did not series. know that? Yeah, right now. Now you do. And knowing is half the battle. So G.I. Joe's next for you, though? G.I. Joe is on that list. I know my brother really loved... Uh, my parents would let us each buy one comic, and we both kind of traded uh, from time to time. And so I would get keep getting Transformers, and he would get G.I. Joe. And I love G.I. Joe. 
Um, not as much as he did. Uh, but it was one of those books also. It went, you know, a hundred and some odd issues and around issue 90, it was like, what do you, what are you guys doing? Where are you going with this? Nowhere. Nowhere. And that's exactly where they went. And then it just went off the rails. I mean, that's most ongoing comic book series. They ultimately, they go nowhere. Sure. Sure. Uh, that it for you, G.I. Joe, you have? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, Jared mentioned earlier, Firefly. Um, it is the greatest television series of all time that has lasted only one series, one not season. E- not even a season. I mean, it, it counts as one yeah, season. it counts as a it season. It counts as enough to it be a mini-season. Yeah, it was cut. Thir- 13 episodes in a movie? I think so, yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. So, yeah, it's, you know, Firefly, Nathan Fillion, his... Arguably best acting of Dr. his entire Herb. life, mostly because he got cut I, so early. I I don't know that he would really appreciate that. Well, I mean, but it's it's the it's better to live, live in a bubble and like be pure than anything else that could possibly go bad. I mean, I I don't know. So I don't know. He was good in Castle. Yeah, but I mean, do you ever want to go back and watch Castle, or do you want to go back and watch Firefly? But why? Touche. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like. That is his like, but he had good range when it he could be that funny, but then it would turn very dark, and he could see his um, old uh, warrior soldier demeanor. He could shut off his emotions, mm-hmm. not care if you lived or died, and well, and look at the rest of the cast he had too. Rosario Dawson, yeah, she was phenomenal. Alan Tudyk, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baldwin, that's not a Baldwin. Um, oh yeah. Um, he's a Baldwin, but he's not one of the Baldwin brothers. Um, Adam Baldwin? Maybe? Adam? No, that's not right. Uh, Summer Glau was in it. Right. So, um, like, that cast. It was amazing. Holy cow. And not like, only that, but they're guest stars. Um, what's the name that played Shepard Brown? Like, yep. He was cool. Like, I don't know. It was just, it is one of those, like, they keep saying, oh, they're going to reboot it, reboot it. No. No. Don't. No, don't. don't. If, I don't want it to be If you want to do anything at all in that universe then make another movie or a miniseries make it within that world but following a whole different thing don't even name it firefly just say it's in the firefly universe people before you send letters i'm already going to correct him because he was wrong and i knew he was wrong i just didn't know the name off the top of my head gina torres gina torres that's who it was that's right uh, anyway. Oh, I didn't even yeah. catch it. You said Rosario Dawson. I know like, awesome. I, no, I said it so wrong. fast, like, nope, that's not right. But oh well. Uh, not my Ahsoka. Hashtag my, not my Ahsoka. But that's one of those, like, let's just let it, if they want to retouch it, which eventually Joss Whedon will die and someone will, because Hollywood will do what they do. Someone Conan? will, someone will have the IP and make more. Make it within that world. Don't try to na- don't try to make remake Firefly. No. Do, I don't know. Do the man. Firefly universe. Like do something like have it like take place and like reference that or whatever. Yeah. But don't actually try to say, oh, this is a new Malcolm Reynolds. This is a, oh, I see what you're saying. This is a new Wash. No, I don't think you want to reboot it. Period. Because I hate to say this, but it was canceled. Yeah, you know, I mean, if they reboot it. It was set up to fail. What are exactly? It, it was, was set, set up, up to, to fail. fail. It really was. Canceled but, might not be the best. I like. Yes, I know what you. I know what you're going there for. You know it what I mean. Canceled it was for canc- a reason. They canceled it. It was set up to fail. It was, was it a good reason though? Exactly. You don't. We don't know I mean, from just sitting here and when everything you, like that. When but, you air it out of order for one, and then yep. when you change the days that it's running each right. week to week, that you can't have an established right. community right. following that then, because that was before streaming when actually it mattered what time stuff was on television right but it was canceled that's, it was that's the bottom line and don't reboot something and make it the exact same thing of something that's been canceled right as i'm saying if they want to do more you know do the firefly universe yeah. do have you know another ship that takes place in there in that same time frame you can even reference the firefly in the background every yeah, once in a while definitely but don't actually recast those no, characters and you can have those characters unless show you can up. i will say unless you can i if you reset this thing and you try to bring back the exact same characters, you better make sure you do it right. It is plausible, but very highly unlikely. Well, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, right. I'm not saying I'm All I'm saying is it's not be- impossible. Be- because so. I will say it is because Han Solo, they had a young Han Solo and that was really good. That was not, had nothing to do with Harrison Ford. How dare you? I know there's lots of people out there that are like, Alex, you're wrong. Well, I know you're right. Yeah, I mean they did, they good. were they were able to do that. So I'm willing to say sure. there is a chance. Sure, I'll, I'll go with that. But I so. I don't think it's a safe bet to bet on. Right. So you're saying there's a chance. But if you do want more Firefly, we have lots of comic books that right. take place. You know, 
before the Firefly series even started or during it or, or even, after that even after. bridged the gap between the, the series and the movie. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a notable gap of like, wait, how did we get here? Seems, eh, who cares? Let's just roll yeah. with it. Right. But and, then they do after the movie itself correct. and uh spoiler alert, but, uh, um, Zoe, uh, Alan Tudyk's character's wife, wa- wash thing. And, um, they, she was actually pregnant at the end of the movie before Wash was killed. Right. So they have a daughter. I think daughter, yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've read that. Before he was penetrated. <laughs> How do you clean a reaver? Put it through the wash. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, so there is stuff that takes place before the series, after the series, during the series. Yeah, they've got a lot of great content in the uh-huh. comics. One of my favorites might have been the book that was like, the Shepherd's Tale. It was called Shepherd's Tale. It was yes. his story that we never really oh, saw. That's when he right. did a lot of cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was when the Shepherd, before he joined the Firefly Clue, was on that on those series of missions. Like, what is his story? How did he get yeah. here? And like, right. is is the one gap that we never really got to see clarity on? Sure. Like, we pretty much knew everybody else's story, which is funny because his. we get one line that kind of is like, oh yeah. As the audience, we're like, oh yeah, that's that's a really good point that you made there. One day you're gonna have to tell us how you know so much about right. that world, right? Right. Where did you? How did you become an outlaw as a pastor to do like how? And here we go. Like yeah. So like and that was, was one a of good my favorite story. Yeah, that one was really cool. Uh, Leaf on the wind was touching. I'll put it that way. Yep. <laughs> so, but lots of lots of great stuff with that. So I, I think they did a really good job with the book. With even I mean, Josh Whedon stuff still continues with. Like the Buffy book went for a long time after the show was it's, over. It's still going on. And oh Lord, really? Who is Zach Whedon? Is that his brother? That's one of his brothers. I yeah, think. I think he writes a lot of the, Most of the, stuff, the yeah. Serenity and Firefly comics. And Joss usually has, I mean, he gets producer credits, of course. It's his. Yeah. But so, I think he does like, hey, yeah, oh, sure, if you do that, then do this maybe. Leave me alone. I got other stuff I'm right. working on. So it's somebody who's like invested in the universe that's writing these stories, right. you know. So it's that, not just that really random. helps. Right. So yeah. That's really cool. Buffy, another, like I said, mm-hmm. another Joss Whedon one. One that surprises me to this day, which I, I guess it's really great, the Power Rangers is still going on in comic books. Well, they keep go, go. Going. Going. And they're might and morphin'. Uh, yeah, it just, that's one of those like, really? Power Rangers? I mean, the show I watched as a kid that was originally a Japanese show that they just cut out scenes and put in American actors in the little parts and overdubbed over it. That's still going? And like, yeah, it's still doing its thing, and they still has have board games. And it's it has, still very popular. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, we have a set of six action figures at the store for $540. So, like, it looks really cool. 100 bucks each. So, it is it is impressive that, like, chances are, if you have your favorite whatever, it we, continues on. We had a recent movie that I think is going to get a sequel. Of Power Rangers? I thought so. I, oh, I, I, thought, keep, I thought that guy I think I that thought guy got scratched. Uh, yeah. good. I, you know, for being what it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it, for, it did for Power Rangers what the Transformers did for Transformers. It was a very Michael Bay Updated, action. Very oh, action-based. Like, yep. mm-hmm. It was like, oh, if you're a diehard purist, you're going to hate it. But if you're not, if you're a casual fan, then you'll probably be okay with it. But they it updated was. it, they modernized it, and everything like that. And I think that was a lot of the point. Well, that's the difference between a purist versus exactly. a casual, too. Like, I mean, anybody that reads the book and then see the movie, yeah. ugh, that movie. Oh, that's, that's not Great which movie? Jason. Yes. You know. The one from the 90s? I'm just saying, anybody that reads any books, and then they make a movie of it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Whenever you watch the movie, you're like, oh, but the book was so much better. Well, mm-hmm. it's always going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better for two reasons. One, because they can do more. Two, because it was your first experience to it, so it was new to you. Mm-hmm. So like, that's just the way it works, folks. Sorry, but that's it is what it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles. So that is a lot of us talking about stuff. Um, we'll do real quick um, picks of the week of the books that came out this week, single issue-wise, because we are doing... Pretty well on time. Hey, all right. All so, right. Uh, Adrian, what, what's the, what's your pick of the week? You know me. It's Halloween time. I feel like I've said this for the last couple of weeks. Deja vu. Last five or so. Uh, yeah. Um, Star Wars Adventures. Vader's Castle. Uh, Ghost of Vader's Castle. It always starts off. This is the third iteration, I think, uh, since they started doing this, uh, where you start off with uh, a crew of some ship. And they go on adventures, and while they're on these adventures, 
they're going to get into trouble. And while they get into trouble, they're telling each other these ghost stories. Uh, they're not telling them ghost stories. They're actually stories. But to the audience, they're kind of like ghost stories. And this one, actually, you don't get a story. You get the finality of what's happening with the crew uh, of the book. Uh, so this is the last issue of a five-issue Halloween miniseries. Again, it was just fun. It wasn't taking itself too seriously. Uh, I really liked just the way they put everything together. It worked. For being a standalone Star Wars story, it works. For five standalone Star Wars stories, because each issue is its own story. Correct. So, uh, Vader's Castle, The Evil End. Uh, just really fun. Just a, a little bit about uh, Vader possessing um, his 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 follower dude uh, being all crazy. Uh, yeah, it just Vader's Castle. Ghost of Vader's Castle. Uh, get it out in trade when it comes out in about a month or so. And then next year, just be ready around Halloween to pick up the next one. I'm hoping they do this again. They're just fun. All right. Uh, I'll go next with Superman, Son of Kal-El, number four, written by our favorite Tom Taylor. Uh, I still hate Superman. He's I still hate the character. But this character is not that Superman. This is not Kal-El, hence the series title, Superman, Son of Kal-El. This is John Kent, if I remember correctly. He's the son. Connor's the clone. Oh, just Connor clone. Connor clone. John's son. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how he was made. Yeah. So uh, this follows uh, John after Kal-El left Earth. He's like, he's gone forever. And he's like, all right, well, peace out. You're the Superman of Earth now. And it, the cover has the Kent farm exploding. Like you see something fall from the sky. It's blowing up. Um, the previous issue led off with like, holy crap, the farm just blew up. And this starts <laughs> off with, well, how does, anybody, how does anybody survive? Okay, let's be honest, though. The farm really doesn't matter. Well, and it's the, the grounds so, that really matter. If you can't grow corn anymore, that house still standing, it's it, that again, it doesn't matter. So if the house explodes. Well, but there's and family mementos farm, and everything, though. So there is the sentimental home. value stuff of everything that's there, of like family photos it's, and all this and the other. However, I do love the fact that the the grandparents they say, "Oh yeah," as soon as. Uh, uh, Superman came out like who he is. We immediately put everything in the bank away. Like anything that's that can't be replaced, immediately locked up. It's fine. So like this building, we can just rebuild it. It'll be fine. Like they're like, oh no, we saw this happening. We knew something bad was going to happen eventually. So we were prepared. It's sometimes a big deal with the DC universe. The Kent Farm is an unknown in the comic world, but mm -hmm. it's a landmark to readers of the DC universe. Mm -hmm. Right, it's like the Daily Planet, the globe. Exactly. Like you, you, it, it is a key, It's a staple. It's yeah, a, it's it's a, a staple. Yeah. And I love the parents like, yeah, we knew this could happen. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not we, the first time this place we, is blown up. Like, are you kidding <laughs> me? We raised your dad. Do you know how much we had to replace just from, like, when he was a child? Let alone before he could actually talk. Like, just, oh, you have he a- He picked a, up one of the recliners as a baby. Yeah. We have a baby just, like- we're doing whatever, like we were prepared to rebuild. Like it is what it is. It's fine. It's the joys of being parents. We know we accepted that stuff's going to get destroyed a long time ago. Uh, I do have a problem though. Like, super, uh, John is like trying to get them out of the building before the explosion kills them. So he uses his super speed on regular humans. So long as he oh, braces their neck, it's fine. They won't don't, burst don't into flames still by just amount of air resistance that he moves them out of there. Don't like, <laughs> read too much into it. It's perfectly fine. It's it is the reason why I don't like <laughs> Superman books. I'll put it that way. Like really, like Freak. I get that you have the speed, but everyone else doesn't. Quicksilver so, does the same thing. Yeah, I still have a problem with that so too. Does the Flash. Still have a problem with that too. Marvel did a really good job. The because boys did it right. Uh, it's where they super sped and he ran into somebody and running into someone versus picking someone up are two no. different things. Well, it's the same principle. If you're running at super speed and right. touch a person, it's still going super speed wise, and yeah. they're Flash not. Flash has done that. I mean, he touches here. something, and it. If you want to experiment, throw a water balloon at a car that you know that is driving. See what happens when it touches. It's not going to move with it. It's going to explode. So that's right. When he's doing this to try to pick them up, no. But it's the it's a comic it's a book. Well, I'm saying that's my one, go past. All that's my that. biggest problem with this. Yeah. Like, he okay, guys, come for on. a split second, grabs him, 
and accelerates them within the half of a second and they don't explode instantly. Come on, son. No. Anyway, Superman, son of Kal-El number four. I, despite that problem I have with it, I still really enjoy the series and I will continue reading it. Jared, what is your pick of the week? Nightwing number 85. Wait, you picked Nightwing as a pick of the week? I you guess. Like that guy? I, I guess <laughs> we, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Hey, I, by any chance, do you know who the writer of that series was? Yes, I do. Uh, some random guy named Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, wow. I've never heard of him before, and I don't know. We're, it's it's got to be a little more captivating, I yeah, guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, anyway. But this one follows up with uh, his first... This is the second part of his arc of the uh, Batman series that's going on, Fear State. Is it really his arc? Not anymore. I'd say this issue should have been Batgirl. It's been hijacked by Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. It was really good. Tom Taylor writes her so well, just like he does every other character I've read from him. Like, it is really good. It was hijacked so much that the the story, the inner monologue was heard. Not even Nightwing. Yeah, like, it wasn't Nightwing. Nightwing's inner monologue. It was Barbara's. I feel like I someone, loved that. I feel like someone told Tom Taylor, like, "All right, hey, you're right, Nightwing. Cool. Yeah, good. Good on you. Cool." And he's just like, uh, "By the way, you have to do a Fear State story, and it has to include Barbara Gordon. Go. <laughs> okay, include her. How about it's going to be nothing but her, and you're going right. to love it. Yep. And then after done with this one, you want me to write more of her stories, but too bad I'm busy. Yep. Like, I feel like that's the motto he went into, and like he delivered too. Yeah, it was really good. But um, Cassandra Kane, Batgirl, and uh, um, Cassie. Uh, right? Yes, Cassie Sin. I don't know her last name. I just know Cassie. Whatever. Uh, spoiler. She was the spoiler. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. She. They both show up because mm. they're kind of. There's also it's almost like a launching point for the Batgirls book that is coming out. Yeah, and I mean it says to be continued in Batgirls, or I think it was the detective the, to oh, see what's going yes. on with Fear State. Check out this because so, I think yeah. the next story, the next issue, was back to Nightwing being Nightwing outside of Fear State. You know, the way that ended, like I know he no, was going to take a break. More with Fear State, or it might or it might actually be Nightwing maybe instead it of just could be. Batgirl. Yeah. But it was really good. It's um, as you know, uh, Oracle has been taken over in the previous issue, and this issue they're going to go try to shut her down. So yeah, so it was very good, very well written. Art's great. Loved it. I wish they would have been like had Nightwing's name like had the fake duct tape over top of it where it said Batgirl instead. Oh, I love it. Like it should have it should have been that. Yeah, because it was it was her book. It yep. wasn't him at all. Oh no, it was hers. He just guest starred in his own book. Right. It, it would be fine. So, with that, let's talk about the part that Jared always forgets about. I'm on it. Hey, and that is our Heroes of the Week, comic book related or otherwise. Jared, who was your Hero of the Week? My Hero of the Week was my nephew, Carter. Um, He's very, very smart, and he's always very positive and uplifting, and he's Is that the one you're always complaining about? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mostly. So, but he's a good kid. Gotta give him a shout out. All right. Adrian, who is your hero of the week? I'm not sucking up, I promise. Uh, I'm going to mention my boss, but I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Is that the one you're always complaining about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And she knows that. Uh, no, uh, there was some happenings today and this week, and uh, she's handling it like a champ. She's uh, she's still new to the, the position, but uh, yeah. And... Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to suck up for mine too. I'm going to say Laura is my hero of the week because our neighbor's cat came over and was making a lot of noise and was acting real weird. She was trying to take it back to the neighbor's house and all of a sudden got covered in fluids. Gross. Uh, yeah, I believe that's a noise for that <laughs> one. Um, took, it, took the cat to the vet, you know, got a hold of the neighbor. Neighbor came out eventually because the neighbor's at work, so came home and took care of it. So, good job, Laura, for taking care of someone else's pet when really you didn't have to. No, that was nice of her. So, that's the, and that's the reason why she's not here today because she was gonna be on the podcast. And then she's like, I have to take care of this other person's cat, and that's what she did. She didn't even think twice about it. So, I will say, Laura, you're my hero of the week. Good job, and sorry for keeping you awake because I know you're probably in bed by now going to sleep. So, uh, with that, folks, we will say, let us know what you think about this. We try this new format out and you know, talking about a book. Um, share the episode. Share the episode. This, this is, is a great, great time. time. This is this is basically a soft relaunch of the podcast again. Sure. I mean, because we're just trying something different. We're we, just doing whatever the comics do. 
Right. They do this all the time. So if you want want more of a breakdown on books, uh, that's great. We'll be doing more of Saga. You should definitely read along. Treat like a a rewatch podcast. Like, oh, you're rereading or rewatching or reading for the first time. Mm -hmm. Or if you have stories you'd like us to go in depth on, let us know. And because we're not going to stick with Saga the entire time, we're going to switch. I mean, we will for the next nine times. Yeah, right. We're never leaving Saga ever no. again. <laughs> but yeah, we will. I mean, I'm de- there's definitely some books that I want you guys to read. I imagine books that you guys have read that I should read. Yeah. And we can go back and forth of like, hey, time to read this one. Hey, time to read that one. And this will give me a reason to read stuff that I should read. So, and it gives us stuff to talk about because obviously we went like a half hour talking about Saga in the first volume. So it will be fine on filling t- we'll content be fine. time. Yep. Uh, and remember to follow us on MySpace. Well, yes, myspace.com slash Alter Ego Comics Presents. Uh, I forget. Okay, it was the band, the Butthole Surfers. I was listening to Sirius XM at work, and they're saying, like, if you go to their website, their website will direct you to their MySpace still, which I find that hilarious. Sure. So, like, hey, even, you know, old school bands, they still ha- are still using MySpace. So why not join them with us and remember, MySpace does not have an app for your phone, so you have to use the web browser, be it the web browser on your phone or on computer, because MySpace. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can follow the store on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I don't know if we've done any TikToks lately, but we'll you know, need, we still have one. We'll need to do a TikTok. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to hijack the ability to do that, and we can make one for the store. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing. Again, tell people that you want... You know, this is a great time. This is the beginning of Saga. So, and tell us what you want us to read also. And that, hey, you think, we think you'll like this. Or, hey, this book was not good. Do you agree? And we'll tell you if we agree or not. So. Spoiler, yeah. you're wrong. I'm wrong? Or the Maybe. list is wrong? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> With that, everyone, we will say see you next time. And Saga Volume 2 be continued. Man, I about lost it when you said John's son. (laughs) Like, oh my God, he didn't just do that.